Jesus's wisdom for dealing with rejection, hatred, and persecution. We have been looking at the amazing openness and sharing between Jesus and his apostles during the Last Supper and Walk to Gethsemane, as recorded in John 13-16. In this amazing time of candidness and friendship with his apprentices, just prior to his wrongful arrest and deceitful trial, Jesus told them that he no longer called them slaves but friends, John 15-15 NLT. However, because they caught his spirit, adopted his heart and owned the vision his father showed him, to outsiders, they looked like slaves, serving God's assignment for them in humility and obedience. As a consequence of their identification with him, Jesus warned them that the world would hate them as it hated him, verses 18, 19. Next, he warned them of the rejection and persecution that would come from that hatred. John 15 20-21 NLT, Do you remember what I told you? A slave is not greater than the master. Since they persecuted me, naturally they will persecute you. And if they had listened to me, they would listen to you. 21. They will do all this to you because of me, for they have rejected the one who sent me. From verse 21, we see that the cause of this hatred and persecution is that they have rejected the one who sent me, Jesus. In other words, people who have already rejected God and all that he stands for, love, forgiveness, peace, righteousness, and doing unto others as you would have them do unto you, have already decided to hate him. Consequently, they hate any and everything that represents God, or reminds them of the guilt and shame they are trying to justify and forget. For these wicked people, finding a justification to judge, accuse, persecute, and destroy God's representatives, palliates the distressing conviction that God's spirit and words adduce in them. Our Lord further explained, if they had listened to me, they would listen to you. By saying this, he is warning us that we will encounter people who won't want to listen to what we have to say in Jesus' name. This reminds us to recall his instructions about what to do when this happens. Matthew 10:14-15 NLT If any household or town refuses to welcome you or listen to your message, shake its dust from your feet as you leave. 15 I tell you the truth, the wicked cities of Sodom and Gomorrah will be better off than such a town on the judgment day. Luke 10 10, 11 MKJV And into whatever city you enter, and they do not receive you, going out into the streets say, even the dust of your city which clings to us, we wipe off against you. Yet be sure of this, that the kingdom of God has come near you. Wiping off the dust is not just a dramatic portrayal of God's assessment of those who refuse to heed his representatives, it is also very wise for the ones he sent there with his message. If we don't wipe off the dust and move on as Jesus instructs, we will end up feeling that the problem is us, our delivery, personality, character, or style, rather than realizing that the problem is in the hearts of those who have already rejected God and what he stands for. The enemy will hammer us with every deceptive accusation imaginable, saying that we are a failure, not working hard enough, not holy enough, not cool enough, etc. This could have us bogged down in the quicksand of self-analysis, feeling like we are miserable failures, for years. This sacks the life from us and the joy of serving Jesus. No, the only wise option in any situation is immediate and implicit obedience to our Lord Jesus. If Jesus says to wipe and go from a situation where people are not listening to what God has shown you, then wipe and go it is. Leave the responsibility with him for what happens to the recalcitrant audience, he knows exactly what to do. He died for them, and he has a backup plan for how to reach them before it's too late. But the Lord's plan for you is to keep you full of life, burning hot for him and his message, and to stay on the cutting edge of fruitful obedience to his assignment for you. 
Jesus has some additional instructions for what to do when you are persecuted. Matthew 5:11-12 ESV Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. 12 Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. We first note that Jesus is talking about the situation in which the persecutors are saying evil things about you that are false, utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. On the other hand, if what they are saying is true, it may not be persecution that's the problem, you may simply have been displaying ungodly character and behavior. If they are genuinely persecuting you and saying evil things against you falsely on Jesus's account, in other words, when you are saying and doing exactly as he has instructed you, then his wisdom about what to do is clear and precise, rejoice and be glad. I know this sounds completely illogical, but with his infinite intelligence and wisdom, God knows that this is the wisest response possible. Jesus's instructions and solutions always work for the good of all involved. Added to the wisdom we have seen so far, wipe the dust, go, rejoice and be glad, Jesus has yet another instruction for those who are persecuted for his sake. Matthew 5:44 ESV but I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. This doesn't need much clarification other than to say again that Jesus knows what he is talking about, and that prompt and complete obedience to his instructions is the way to stay free in these tricky situations. Don't try to reason this out, just do it. You will be amazed at the results that come from obeying the Lord in this. Today, let's apply what we have seen Jesus say, don't be surprised if some people hate persecute, or speak against you falsely. He explained that such people have already rejected God, and therefore hate anyone who represents God or speaks for Him. Instead, let's pray for them and then, move on. But don't stop loving them. Remember what Jesus said next. John 15:21 NLT, They will do all this to you because of me, for they have rejected the one who sent me. Jesus' presence and words in and through you, bringing conviction but offering forgiveness and reconciliation, expose the guilt of the unrepentant. As a result, they are naked and open before the eyes of Him to whom we must all give account, Hebrews 4:13s. This leaves them without excuse for their sin. No wonder they hid out, they would rather project the cause of their painful guilt onto us, than admit that it's their own sinful rejection of God's love that's the problem. Hebrews 4:12-13 NLT For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. 13 Nothing in all creation is hidden from God. Everything is naked and exposed before his eyes, and he is the one to whom we are accountable.